All right. Better late than never. We're coming at you Wednesday afternoon instead of Tuesday afternoon. We've got some calendar um, conflicts this week, but we're it's me and Pastor Sean. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Bo- both of us uh, sick. Yes. So <laughs> if we start hacking into the microphone, yeah, we'll hopefully it won't be contagious. We'll I don't, try to edit I don't that know out. how that works. It's uh, airborne. Is it airborne? Can you can these can the listeners get the cold? That's the question. <laughs> so so um, Pastor Sean's message on Sunday was um, covering uh, chapter thirteen of First Corinthians, which uh, if you've been to a wedding, you've probably heard parts of that passage of scripture read. Um, so it is a very familiar passage of scripture. Did we about have it in your wedding? I no, don't think we, we did. We didn't. We did. Um, we did First John. Yeah. So we wanted to be a little different. Yeah, it's all it's all good material. <laughs> so yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but a, a familiar passage of scripture that we probably gloss over um, a lot without really thinking about. So you did a good job of right. of I think bringing a perspective to it that we don't always think about. Of how do we as Christians embody these attributes that love has: patience, kindness, right. Um, all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff that's in there yeah. that I talked about. No record, no uh, wrong keeping, <laughs> no record, record wrong keeping, no record keeping. So it was it was good. Yep. Um, we did get a question Great, this week. Let's do it. So the question was, you talked about one of the things you talked about in, in your sermon was, um, you know, love is more than just these romantic feelings that we have for one another, and it is um, this perseverance that we need to have in our, in relationships and talking about marriage, how you, and you even mentioned like the word divorce should never come up in a marriage. Right. Um, don't even, don't even throw it out there in the heat of, of the moment because mm-hmm. that should, that's never an option mm-hmm. for, for believers. Um, but the question comes in is, uh, what do you do when you're in the relationship with an abusive partner or, or right. your spouse is abusive? Um, and how do you, how do you show love to that spouse in the, in those right. types of situations? Right. So I mean, uh, this is of course the common last question. Of course, I was, I was being extreme to be sure for a point of emphasis because the Bible does give hyperbole, hyper hyperbole. Yeah, why is it? The English language is weird because <laughs> in this one, the you're always told the e at the end of the word is silent, but not in hyperbole. Not in hyperbole, it's it's a hard e at the end. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. There's so many exceptions to the English language. I don't know how anyone learns it, but um, so yeah. we have Joey. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, you know, obviously the Scriptures does give two reasons a believer can divorce, and one is infidelity, and the other is if you have an unbelieving spouse that wants to desert or leave and doesn't want to be in a marriage, you encourage at that point you just let them leave. You can't make someone stay. So, um, and, But I would even say, um, <clears throat> even in when there's infidelity in the marriage, I would encourage um, the offended party to... Even take some time, not make a rash decision towards divorce, but take some time to see if they might be willing to work through forgiveness and reconciliation because I've seen that work. I've seen people work through it, and, and that works. So so I was being extreme, of course, because of the culture we live in. In regards to abuse, um, the first thing I would say is is if I'm counseling someone that's in an abusive situation is to counsel to find out, one, if there's illegal activity going on. If there's illegal activity, we need to involve the law. Um, if it's not illegal, uh, I have counseled couples for a time of uh, separation. Um, the Apostle Paul says, I believe it's in Corinthians 6, off the top of my head, um, You know where he says it's good for a couple to come apart for a time of prayer and fasting and then come back together lest you be tempted. Now, 
And I've always kind of looked at that verse as, as a verse that gives us an opportunity sometimes to separate and have um, really both spouses work on their stuff, a time of prayer and fasting. It doesn't tell us how long that time needs to be, but um, maybe intensive counseling and, and uh, those kind of things and work towards, um, uh, you know, healing in that situation and, and, and wholeness, especially of the abuser to work on. <coughs> um, <coughs> figuring out their triggers and, and learning to treat their spouse with respect and kindness. So, uh, and so those are always my first um, counsels in those settings. You know, I, I just don't want to see a person run down and get a divorce, um, but I want to see see marriages worked on, and I think that's what Christians should do. So, uh, but I would never count, especially like, and again, when I say illegal, I'm talking about physical abuse. If there's physical abuse going on, I would never counsel someone stay in that. That could be potentially even life threatening. So, um, I call the police. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, and and you know, safety is in those situations is my first concern is that both parties are safe, and um, those 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 settings can and do often escalate quickly. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, that would be my counsel on that. I mean, so I think it's a question we get a lot. Um, and I do think this, though, I also believe that, um, you know, as sinners, we all sin against one another, right? So and we always will because we're, we're not perfect and, uh, until we get to heaven. So even in our process of sanctification, sin, sin is still with, with us. It shouldn't dominate us, but it's still with us. I, I think all of us tend to have our tendencies, you know, when you're married to someone for a long time, it, their tendency uh, towards a sin pattern seems like it's something that's always with them, and um, and that's that's difficult for all of us, you know. It's difficult for me to know my sin tendencies, and <clears throat> want them. it makes me cling more to Christ. I think that's why I got so emotional when I read that passage, and it's absurd substituted Christ in Jesus' name in there because I realized how patient he is with me and how kind he is to me and when I don't deserve it and um, and how he embodies love perfectly to to me. Um, and that's what made me so emotional is how grateful I am for Christ. And hopefully I would exhibit the same kind of kindness and patience to others and most of all my wife, you know, my spouse. So so I think we all, you know, we do have to have a little bit of understanding when we go into a marriage, uh, we are marrying another sinner, and they are going to sin against us. And and they may have a pattern of sin that they're battling against and working on, but it, it's a continual pattern. And, and so that can feel, I think, abusive at times. Like, they, they keep doing this, and... Um, and that's difficult, you know, and we all have our tendencies that we battle with, so. But I think that ties into what, <coughs> when it talks about love, hoping all things, <coughs> pause for coughing. Edit uh, that out. What, <coughs> uh, when love hopes all things or it doesn't keep a record of wrongs is, yeah. you know, one thing you talked about when I was, Ashley and I were going through premarital counseling with you was when you argue, never say never and never say always. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the perception that you'll have is, man, they always do this mm-hmm. to me. Or they're yeah. ne- they're never there when I need them to be there for th- in this in this situation. And that's not the key. nobody always does something, and nobody never does something. Right. Um, but we we build up these you know ledgers in our yeah. in our mind, and we think that uh, here here they are again. You know, same old, same old. And 
you know, you know love the love that Paul's talking about is is quick to forgive um, and quick to assume the best about people. We talk about hoping all things. Hmm. Um, we assume the best out of that person. We're not we're not cynical towards right. towards other people because um, we understand we have the understanding that we're all sinners and we as Christians we're we're struggling with sin together and we're hopefully being uh, molded into the image of Christ. And I think that's what makes marriage potentially <laughs> potentially the best tool for sanctification because you're with somebody all the time like you know when you're in a long time someone you know all their weaknesses all their tendencies and so so to be to grow to a place that you still hope all things and believe all things when you're with the same person for th- 30 years you already know what their their tendency and how they tend to react and yet you still hope all things and believe all things so it's it's your best tool for sanctification my best tool for sanctification um to depend on Christ and to grow to be more like Christ and so and even in those <coughs> times where maybe maybe you're married to an unbelieving sp- spouse or you're um you, you've been um you know they had an affair and they committed adultery um you know we've talked about the eternal perspective too is we're not heavenly minded enough where maybe this is something that God has put in our lives to grow us to be more like his son and we have to we endure this for the vapor of the eighty years we have here on earth, in order to spend eternity in heaven with Christ. And I feel like I'm making all spouses look at each other and be like, "Well, you're just a vapor, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to put up with you forever. Yeah, it's so, a good perspective. It's a good perspective. So, so anyway, hope that helps. Great questions. Keep them coming. Hope you guys have a great small group. Well, don't forget, we're getting ready to kick off our small group season. Uh, probably about three weeks. And uh, all our smokers will be kicking off. So in all your areas of influence, be asking coastal people, you in a small group, you in a small group. I want to see as many, you know, anyway, get our percentage up, high percentage of people in small groups for this next season. We're going to be doing um, the Lord's Prayer, uh, title of the series, When I Pray. Uh, is that right? When when I Pray? When We Pray. When We Pray. When We Pray. Yeah, when we pray. Um, and so it's going to be a great series. We're really going to meditate, spend a lot of time on uh, the Lord's Prayer and unpack it phrase by phrase and I think it's really going to encourage us and hopefully encourage us as a body to pray too uh, and then how to pray. So it's going to be a great series. Looking forward to you and your small groups being a part. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, guys.